0: What is going on, Freedom Pact? I am your host, Joseph Newton. I am joined by my co host, Mr. Lewis Frenilchik. We are the Freedom Pact. Today, we are going to be talking about networking. That dirty, dirty word, networking. It's being riddled, it's being trashed. There are so many people which doubt it. It seems to be a very divisive word. Now, Lewis and I have been talking about this for a long time. We wanted to do an episode on networking. A few weeks back, Lewis and I did an episode and at the end of the episode, we shared three networking tips. Since then, we've had feedback from people saying, give us an episode on networking. Of course, we are going to oblige. Before we get into that, I just want to say that yesterday was World Mental Health Day. Now. I think that the Freedom Pact want to start off by saying that we did release an episode into anxiety but we also want to add to that that this is a a worldwide issue this is something which you know we feel very strongly about and that anything that we can do to help we're always available if you want someone to talk to Lewis has has openly talked about his battle with anxiety Of course, we're non-medical professions, but we are always there to talk. So, on that note, let's get started with networking. Now, you may be asking yourself, what exactly is networking? And there just seems to be so many different definitions, so many different ideas out there. So, let's have a look at what networking isn't. Networking isn't merely just the exchange of information with others and i also don't believe that networking is begging other people for 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 favors or or for for something which would benefit you i think that networking is now moved towards trust i think that networking is about establishing it's about nurturing long-term mutually beneficial relationships with people that Uh, benefit you in some sort of way whether it's whether it's a spiritual point of view, whether these people are good for your soul whether it's from a financial point of view whether it's from a a relationship point of view you know and there are a number of ways in which you can network Um, you know you don't have to just do this through a a professional association Uh, you don't have to do that to be a successful networker Um we also advise that sometimes networking it the best ways to do it are not through smartphones. You know, you know, um don't don't just reach out to people over social media, you know, but we're gonna go into all this today. So anyway, I'm gonna bring in my co-host, Mr. Lewis Renilchik, and let's start off by asking Lewis how powerful is networking.
1: Simply put, I think networking is probably one of the most valuable skills an individual can have. In business, yes, but also in life as a whole. Networking can open doors and opportunities that you never thought were possible. It can build connections and relationships that you can use to progress towards your goals. And not only these things, but it can transcend your skills give you confidence and really just grow you as a person. Yeah. I
0: think that this, this business has, is primarily based on, or, or this podcast, should I say, is primarily based on, on us networking and attracting guests and, and sharing our views and, and any way which we can. Now, I listened to a podcast before with you, uh, which you were in, Nora Freedom packed one, and, the host said, "War has led you to this point. Why you? You know, how did you get on my show?" And you replied, "Networking." You said that was your skill. Now, this this really resonated with me. And since we've started this business, I think that we have we have done some serious we've done some serious networking. We've reached out to a lot of people. You know, some 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 of it has succeeded, some of it hasn't. You know, I mean, we've been we've been shot down. We've been, you know, we've we've obviously taken our knocks. We've had guests reject us. We've uh, we've been chasing a lot of people, but I think that that is going to come. You know, I think that that is a part of it. You're not always going to get a good success rate, and especially when you were reaching out to the elite, like obviously we have been. Then I think that it's it's pretty much a certainty that you were going to get a lower success rate. But I thought to myself that I wanted to find out just how much of a a part in success does networking play so because we're academics I started reading through through reviews I started reading through articles through journals and I love this from the Harvard Business Review now the the article was called the necessity of networking and in this they say that a mountain of research shows that professional networks lead to more job and business opportunities, broader and deeper knowledge improved capacity to innovate faster advancement and greater status and authority building and nurturing professional relationships also improves the quality of work and increases job satisfaction and I think if you look at social networks like linkedin like twitter like facebook then these people have essentially built their empires on people networking so there's definitely there's definitely something which has to be said for it there are obviously cynics which completely rule her out i'm not in that camp i i i definitely realize the power of it so hopefully we can delve into that a bit more one thing which i have been wondering is about the confidence required to network in. I think that you have openly admitted that you are some in some ways introverted. But also I look at you and I I'm amazed by your networking skills. I think that you really are fantastic at doing it. So what how much of a of a factor does confidence play in networking? Well, thank you for that.
1: But you know, I think there is a common Misconception when it comes to the correlation between confidence and networking. And in a way, it can depend on what you're networking for. But I believe that truly anybody can become great at networking. For example, I think we can both agree, as you've just said, that one of my greatest skills is networking. It's how we've managed to get great guests lined up for the podcast, how I've built connections with many professionals that are beneficial in what we're trying to achieve. And at the same time, I think we can both agree that I can be one of the most unconfident, shy, and anxious people you'll ever meet. Just go back and listen to the last episode on anxiety. So, the two don't tolerate as much as many think. Especially in today's day and age, where networking can be, you know, through the power of social media with platforms like LinkedIn, where I do a lot of my networking for business. So I don't think you have to be the most extroverted character
0: to excel at networking. I think that throughout the time in which we've done this, I've, I've noticed that there seems to be a common trend in, in terms of networking that People like to gravitate towards the people that they know. They t- they tend to gravitate towards people in their own industry. They tend to gravitate, you know, towards people that are doing what they are doing. But I think that doing this it can it doesn't benefit you because you're just getting the same answers. There's no innovation there. That's that's not how industries progress. And I think that there was a study of master's students done which was organized at Harvard. And when they, when they did this networking event, they found that 95% of the people, they were, they were speaking to people that they had already made contact with and not branching out and speaking to new people. So I think that when you look into the research as well, you're going to see statistics like that people, when they go to these networking events, they, they, they go there, they, they, they make an initial connection and they don't follow up. So I think the confidence in some ways does have a does have a uh does play a, a factor in it. So I think that that I think that would be our first tip in that when you make a connection, have the confidence, have the belief to follow up. And remember essentially you haven't even got, got anything to lose because you didn't have this contact in the first place. So so yeah, so that would be something and I think that that is something which I will give us credit for you. We are we are pretty relentless in following up on people. You know, if there's a guest or something or you know, if if we're networking, you know, we don't we don't let them slip even if the answer's no. Yeah, so I think that we are relentless in the pursuit of our guests. But I do also think that um that confidence does have some sort of factor. But obviously what you've said but there contradicts that. So do you think that it's an introvert extrovert thing?
1: Well, I think in ways being an extrovert obviously does have its advantage. In face to face and real life situations, of course, you're gonna be you know, you're gonna be more approachable, you're gonna approach more people, you're gonna attract people a lot better, but I don't think we can exclude the introverted and I definitely don't think you have to necessarily be an extrovert to be able to network efficiently. As I've said, social media and the internet provides platforms where networking and even business networking can be achieved from opposite sides of the earth. And if there's one thing I know, is that anybody can be confident behind a keyboard. Networking this way gives a far bigger reach and variety of networking opportunities anyway. I've mentioned it briefly, but LinkedIn is just such a powerful tool and if you're even slightly involved in business or want to make professional connections, you simply have to join it or you're missing out. Since joining it myself, which was a big step for me, I've been able to connect with some of the biggest names in the industry. I can now, if I want to, directly message the likes of Tom Bilyeu, Tim Ferris, and MJ DeMarco and anyone who accepts my invitations to connect. This isn't the opportunity I would have in real life. And if you do a good enough job at advertising yourself on your profile as a professional, you'll be shocked at some of the connections and relationships that you'll actually build. When you think about it, even the introverts among us have been networking their entire lives to some extent. I think it's very common among millennial introverts anyway, who have made online friends through social media or online games, etc. These people, more so than anyone, already possess networking skills. They just don't realize it. Because that's what networking is. It's a skill, not so much a social affair.
0: I think what you said, but I really resonated with, in that it's not, a, it's not a social affair, it's a practice. It's a skill. And I love what you said there. And I have been to, to to positions to network. And one thing that I, I just I just completely disagree with is when at a networking event or something like that and, and, you know, where you're in a position to meet people is that when you walk up to someone or someone walks up to you and their question is, so what do you do? What do you work as? Don't ask this question this per this person this person of influence is going to be asked this a hundred times over in that room you know stand out in some sort of way and and really as well factor in that there's about seventy percent of people on earth which which have openly admitted that would switch their jobs if if they had the chance which 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 would suit their circumstances like money. walk up to someone and say, what sets your soul on fire what gets you out of bed in the morning you know walk up them and say what are you doing or what would you like to be doing and i think that in terms of the introvert extrovert thing i think that uh, that if you are introverted and and you know you suffer from social anxiety you don't want to go and do this just refine your skill refine it to say three or four questions and i think that this can be this can be one way to do it i want i want to add that there is no right way to network there can be numerous different ways what works for one person may not work for another and vice versa you know the as lewis lewis i i notice personally is, is an absolute master of 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 networking via social media where i think that i personally am much better face to face i think that i am i'm more of a people type person so so yeah, so I just want to add that facet in. The next thing that I want to explore is this idea. So let's imagine that you are now in a position to go and speak to someone of influence. It's our author, it's that content creator, it's our entrepreneur. What does this person of influence look for? What will help you make that connection?
1: I think firstly, as is a common theme in business, The person you're reaching out to, especially a person of influence, as you've just said, has to see some reciprocity. And they have to see opportunity in it for themselves. But with that, you need to think about the way you communicate. I recently watched a talk by Simon Sinek on communicating better. He said that people won't buy what you do, they'll buy why you do it. So you need to add a sense of genuine heart, passion or purpose in your message and make sure you convey why you're reaching out to them specifically and what you were trying to achieve by doing so. I think 9 out of 10 times on places such as LinkedIn when I've messaged a person of influence before responding they've always viewed my profile. This is why it's vital that before you're reaching out to people you need to make sure you're presenting yourself in in the right way and to the best of your ability, making sure that if it's online, your credentials, your info are all up to date with a picture that speaks about you. They're going to want to see who they're connecting with, the real you. I think it's also important not to pander to somebody of higher influence. Example, please could you, as it would be huge for my business, if you were involved as you were of... X stature. As I think this will tell the person that you will be the one getting more out of the relationship than they will. Whilst being respectful, it's important to have respect for yourself and thinking about what you can bring to the relationship rather than what you're just taking from
0: it. Yeah, I, I love that. I think that if you read the book How to Win Friends and Influence People, I think that the biggest takeaway that you can get from that book is this quote by Dale Carnegie you can win more friends in two months by actually caring about what they have to say than in two years by getting them to like you and I think that that's great and in the book Dale talks about creating what he calls a considerate mindset now I think that by doing this you know you are really paying attention to the other person. And a considerate mindset is not just asking someone how their day is. It's actually caring about what they reply. And I, when I think about becoming a great conversationalist, I think that there are two facets to that. The first facet, I would say, is enthusiasm which is obviously very important there needs to be life in the conversation and then the second facet which i would say is curiosity actually taking interest in a person you know and and following her up doing all these things i think that you know it's difficult not to get people to like you as i as i said at the start of this podcast that there is clearly now a a um research which backs up how important trust is in networking and there's so much emerging research into this and and also the place and the space in which these networking events occur so when you're in this position you know i think that becoming in close proximity of the person you know removing physical barriers getting somebody to introduce you maybe not specifically targeting in the the person of influence i i i actually like the idea of targeting you know, the event coordinator, I like the idea of targeting, you know, the the person sitting on their own, just generally taking interest in people. And then, you know, if you have a mutual friend, then asking that mutual friend to introduce you. I think that that's beneficial. But of course, if you're doing it online, then I think that having a considerate mindset, actually caring about other people. Because remember, the idea of networking is not, trying to get them to give you something is trying to build a long-term mutually beneficial relationship and i personally believe that too many people go into networking with the idea of it being one-sided but i think that this is a strategy which you're going to fall short in time and time again and you'll never reap the fully beneficial long-term rewards of it by chasing t- short-term gratitude and of course what we mentioned earlier that networking has to be more than a one-off event there are studies which clearly show that individuals that follow up have much, much greater luck in terms of networking and, and they do so much better when it comes to actually receiving fruitfulness from these, from these opportunities than people that don't follow up. I think that entrepreneurs, they rely on social ties in building businesses and ventures employees rely on effective workplace networks to be innovative to perform better these strategies they're going to help you do all these things they i think they are essential you know i'm i've actually had my some skepticism about networking in the past but i i've clearly now seen through through doing this that there is clear benefits to doing it that is actually something which i want to talk about by yeah and I noticed that there are a lot of network sceptics out there. So, and and I, I'll openly admit that I was, for a brief period, I was sceptical of it because I was so drawn into the idea of, of you know, just building things yourself. I, I, I'm not a fan of people relying on others and, uh, you know, and, and trying to get, like, success given to them. I'm not a fan of that idea. So there's a saying... It's not what you know, it's who you know, and I actually don't agree with that saying. Change my mind.
1: Well, I was thinking about this one, and uh, knowing your stance on that one, I thought I, I better come prepared for this one. Uh, <laughs> and I, you know, I, I looked around and I read around, and I think the best way I can put it is by using an example. And the example I'm going to use is Jobs. So in today's day and age, we can both agree that education and credentials are still very valued in the job market. However, most jobs that exist actually never get posted to the public. If a job opening comes up, the first thing a company will do is ask, who do you know? Or, do we have someone that can do this? For example, the current company I work for, don't advertise jobs until they do a friends and family search first and only then after that will they put it out publicly. Hiring is a huge bur- burden to a lot of companies with no guarantees of what you're going to get. And a familiar face who is already associated with the company is much more likely to get that job than Joe Blogs. That is why networking is so important. The larger your network, the more access to opportunities you have. Let me repeat that. The larger your network, the more access to opportunities you have. Mark Granovetter of John Hopkins University published a paper called The Strength of Weak Ties. And his research found that weak contacts, so that's just connections through networking that aren't even that strong even distance acquaintances are often more powerful sources in our network than close friends according to the study in more than 80 percent of the time people found jobs through even having these weak weak
0: connections damn (laughs) wow i love that i mean you know how can you argue with that i suppose where i was coming from with it and i think that tim ferris talks about this in the 4 hour work week you know in the book he quotes it's not what you know who you know and he follows it up with like all successful people were born with these powerful connections absolute rubbish and and i agree with that because because i think that that saying it's not what you know it's who you know I believe that I've been surrounded by people that use that saying as an inex- as an as an excuse for inaction and this is where I want to clarify that networking can be a hugely powerful supplement it may even be the most powerful thing in your business but I I'm not an advocate of relying on it solely as a strategy but that's not to say that it it can't give you you know, that it can't make or break your business. But for me, I wouldn't like to leave my fate into the hands of, of networking. But at the same time, I mean, I've never fully you know, I've 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 done it, but I've never fully immersed myself in it. Just because I think that's the type of person I am. I've never I don't like to rely on other people. But of course I've seen firsthand just how powerful it can be. So let's say now that a person decides You know, I want to go and network. I want to go and make connections. I want to better my relationships. I want to to better my business. I want to do all these things. What should their goal be when they decide to network? So
1: I think there are, you know, many different goals somebody may have. And I think that depends on whether you're networking in general or specifically network to maybe target a guest for a podcast or looking for a job opportunity or investment or even friends i think one of the primary goals when networking has to be establishing a reciprocity so going into each connection thinking not only what can i get out of this relationship but what can i give another goal and arguably the biggest is opportunity each connection you'll make Opens up another infinite amount of potential connections. For example, if I were to connect with a major influencer via social media, then I'm more likely to be successful when looking to make similar and further connections, as they see I'm con- I'm a connection of a mutual connection of that influencer. So I think your goal has to be, um, first and foremost, yes, you, you know, networking. One of its biggest. Dis- biggest advantages is opportunity and that's what you're looking for at the end of the day but not only that you're looking for relationships that are going to be there when you need them most you're going to want to give back because that can do so much for you as a person you know these may be friends networking you, you may be looking for confidence there's there's so many endless possibilities and i think it really does depend on the situation
0: yeah what you just said but there i think that you was just perfect so you're trying to build relationships. You're not trying to just gear one up on someone else. You're not trying, You're not looking for a free handout. Your goal is to make relationships mutually beneficial relationships. These have to be built on trust. These have to be built on reciprocity. And I love what you said. And I think that, I think that people can have the idea that networking is just looking for a handout. I don't. I don't. I don't think that that's fair. And I think that you are potentially doing your business a disservice by thinking like that, you know. So that's just something which I have, which I have been thinking about. And I think that the relationship, the, and I think that also the studies clearly back it up that like long-term networking and relationship building based on trust is the most effective strategy and also the most fruitful over time. And I think that this. Accompanied with a considerate mindset, I don't think that you can go far wrong, so Lewis, let me ask you, I mean, if you were to advise someone now on in terms of networking, what do you think is the best platform to go about doing it? Is it in person? Is it face to face? What do you think
1: well joe i I think this is a case by case issue. I think in terms of business opportunities, um especially as a start out. The internet may be the best way to initially, and I stress initially, connect with people. As you know, there's one click of a button, they can impartially view your credentials, see who you've connected with, and take their time to have a look at your work and who you are. And then, on the other hand, there are cases where face to face networking is far, far more effective, such as making friends, working on Work in business relationships and partnerships as there's an extra level of trust and a deeper connection that can be made face to face so I think it's important to first decide what you need to network for and what you want to get out of it and I think then you can more easily figure out your means of networking
0: I love that now I suppose it's that time should we just get into some straight networking tips yeah so I'll start, and this is uh, this is what I have found through my own personal experience, through a lot of research as well. And I think if you read the book Give and Take by Adam Grant, he talks about this, that you have to think about whether you were at the point in the relationship to ask for a favour. But this is all preceded by you giving before you take, you know that you have to be a giver first before you can take back after. So just go in there, having a considerate mindset, as I've talked about today, you know, really wanting to benefit the person. Come at it from a position of service. Like think about that friendship and you are thinking about that mutually beneficial relationship. But you're also thinking about how you can benefit the other person. and there there are so many ways in which we can. Don't think that we couldn't offer Tim Ferriss any value because I'm sure that we could. you know and that's if we were trying to network with Tim, then that is how we would go about it.
1: I could go on for ages with a million networking tips, but I just think
0: you know it's coming to that
1: time of the podcast, we're winding down and I, and I just wanted to leave this as my passing thought and my overall tip and that is simply view yourself as everybody's equal. Don't ever assume somebody is above connecting with you due to their influence or their power. Likewise, don't ever assume that someone has nothing to offer you in a relationship. Don't be skeptical when someone tries to connect with you. If you look at networking like this, then you're not only bound to make powerful and impressive connections, but deep and meaningful ones that will last.
0: Wow. And I just want to add to that with two last tips from myself. The first is, I think that it is very important to establish parameters. So if you were in a position where you you network, you reach out to someone, whether it's in person or on LinkedIn, and you say, can we go and grab a coffee or can I interview you for a podcast make it clear how long how how much of their time that that will take because I think that people can get worried that you know especially if you're an influential person that time is you know time is very limited it's a finite resource it's in high demand that they can get very concerned about how much of their time someone is, is willing to take so be clear and it also makes you look a lot more attractive And then the second tip which I want to give is, you know, don't ask people for emails, don't ask for business cards, get numbers. And follow up after you've done it. Research shows that when you're texting after an initial meeting, you have about a 65% better success rate by texting. Only about 20% of emails get answered, but about 85% of them by text do. So, guys, so they are our tips. I think that this has been a very valuable episode. Lewis has seriously brought the heat today. He is a networking expert. Get at him. So, yeah, I'm going to pass you over to my co-host.
1: So, guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode on networking. I hope you take a lot away from this, and I hope you use these skills not only to network with others, but to network with us. We try and respond to everybody, no matter what the message is. That's important. If you can do us a favor, as always... Drop a review, drop a subscribe on iTunes. We're so, so close to breaking into that top 200 chart on iTunes for the education section. That's always been a goal of ours. And you guys are the ones who can make that happen for us. And we're ever so grateful if you do. Please do that. Check us out on Instagram as always. And I think this is the first time we've ever said this on air. Check out our website, freedompack.co.uk. There's everything you need on there. That's going to do it from me. That's going to do it from Joe. This is Freedom Pack.